Hi everyone, and welcome to the re-record of the first mock draft episode of From the League Office. I, as always, am your commissioner Seth here with Max. Hello, hello. Um, before we dive right into it, uh, what after since we're doing the re-record of it, we actually have three <laughs> trades to talk about, and not just one since our last yeah. episode. Um, yeah, it's yeah, pretty great. I'm really enjoying <laughs> all the trades. Yeah, uh, I know. So we'll, I guess we'll hop off with the older one, uh, which is Max's and yeah. Michael's, uh, oh, which yes. was, yeah, it was a whole almost week ago now. Yeah, um, for real. So Max received uh, Odell Beckham for Salvin Ahmed and his uh, 2022 first round over to Michael. Yep. Um, so I was, I'm pretty okay with it. Um, especially like, it's kind of obvious Michael's strategy looking at the trade from yesterday as well that he's just trying to get assets and like move off points which i definitely think is the right move so i think it's a good one for him um i also think it's a good one for you um odell's real good he hasn't been good lately but that definitely could change at any point so it's a good like you don't need him but it's a good gamble for where he yeah. could blow it up yeah that's that's kind of where my perspective was um hopefully I mean, it's just the right situation to buy in on. Uh, Michael's trying to rebuild, so he needs all flip points, um, and he needs draft capital. And hopefully, I can. I mean, it's ironic. I'm taking the gamble with guy with some health issues, but I need. <laughs> hopefully, a, a lot of my team stays healthy this year. Um, but I'm trying to capitalize on this window that we've spoken on before, and hopefully, my running backs are fine. And luckily, I don't need Odell to be like the Odell of like early in his career. But I mean, if he can recapture some of that and produce as a, like a fraction of that stuff, I, I mean, with the other receivers I got, I think it could be really good. So worthwhile gamble and first round picks can bust too. So it's with the window. I mean, I think it was a worthy move. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right. And then on the trains from yesterday, uh, mm -hmm. Jordan has all of a sudden decided that he likes trading. And actually trading and not just pretending to. Uh, so the first one was actually with me. Uh, I got James Robinson and his 2022 fourth uh, for my... Nope, sorry, not mine. Uh, original second. Uh, it would have been, I think, your second originally. Yeah, at 2.8. Um, so, mine, really? Yeah. 2022 second? I, I didn't trade it to Jordan. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, oh, I was talking about the third. I'm getting all this stuff mixed up. So, <laughs> my second in 2022, uh, my fourth in 2022, and then, uh, or and not even yours, it's 3.7 from 2021 third round, uh, which I guess would have been... I think it's Aaron. Yeah, it's Aaron's. Uh, Aaron, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so I guess my thinking behind it is running back was a huge area of need. Um, and Jordan actually came to me initially asking if I was interested in Robinson. And uh, because I don't think it'll be a surprise, as you see in this mock draft and probably in the real draft, uh, with who I plan on taking at pick one, <laughs> um, I really like the pairing. And I was doing some digging into uh, 
Urban Meyer, and apparently he's been he's in his history has uh been really into the lead back kind of thing. Um, he hasn't done a ton of uh running backs by committee type stuff, and a lot of his offenses actually have a really close to a fifty fifty run pass split. Um, so bringing in like a rookie quarterback into that situation, and since you already have a cheap, obviously stud running back from this past year, um, I don't think he's gonna like. I don't think necessarily he would repeat, but he's at least I don't think going to be like bust out. Kind of my opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is it is an interesting move um, because I think Robinson. I, I said this in the group chat too, but I think Robinson could be a steal at that cost if he does retain that production that he did from last year and he's able to escape like free agency and the draft without any high investment in the running back. Um, so if he retains that starting position, I think there's going to be opportunity for him. And I mean, the risk comes with a new coach and system and hopefully he can like pick up well. And um, I mean, it'll also be good because with getting Lawrence and some of the other weapons they have, they can't really like stack the box to like stop one asset of the game. They're actually going to have to respect like the passing game and everyone else. So it's a worth you desperately need the running back help. Yeah. So it's a, it's a worthy move for you. Um, and yeah, it's a shame you trade away Chenault. You have had a piece of every part of that offense. Yeah. Um, true. But I mean, the Godwin bait dangled by yeah. was a little too strong on that one. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you want Chark? Come talk to me, my baby. <laughs> but I love Chark. <laughs> You're a Chark stan. Yeah. Um, and then I think it wasn't even like not even an hour later because I didn't even realize he made the trade because the notifications were like so close together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan got Adam Thielen from Michael for his uh, what were we saying two point four? I think. Yeah, two four. Um, so the interesting uh. I think Adam Thielen in the vacuum is probably worth more than that. But at the end of the day, it's he's worth however much you get a pick for it. Somebody said that. Probably Shane. Yeah, it was Aaron. Or Aaron, yeah. Yep. Um, and, I mean, I think it's a smart move on Michael's part again, trying to lower down how many points he's going to score and getting an asset. Um, the interesting thing, I think, about Jordan doing it is, I guess... I wonder if he's going to trade away more of his picks for established players. Um, Cause he still has a ton of picks. Yeah. And, but they're not necessarily super high ones. So they're going to be like a lot of just kind of shots, mm-hmm. not necessarily like difference makers. And so yeah. it's kind of a weird dichotomy with going for Thielen. Who's definitely in my opinion, like a win now type of player. Yeah. That, that both of the moves are interesting to me for Jordan um because the the train train away Robinson I I literally see one running back on his team who I think is going to be a significant contributor for this year and that's Jacobs because mm-hmm. like Ingram's a free agent so I mean he may get who knows what type of role he'll roll into Jordan Howard Frank Gore Lev Bell so like I don't know. It may, he maybe he's got some plan going on, but I mean he's, he does have a really nice receiver core if he can figure out what to do with that running back position with like DK Ridley, Thielen, Landry, T Higgins, um, being the big ones. So yeah, I mean he has they, AJ Green on the bench. 
<laughs> the skeleton of AJ Green. True. Oh, so sad. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. But regarding the Thielen trade and come full circle, um, I mean, it, if Jordan's making that push for uh, to compete, it's definitely helps him out. And just it's another good move for Michael. Offload some points. Um, he came, unfortunately came into this draft with like no capital. So I think, but I think you were right when you said that in the vacuum, he's feeling's worth a little more, but like, that's, a, that's the best he's going to get in like a situation that with like our league where everyone's at. So I think, cause he's still going to get crazy good value at two, four with whoever he wants to do. And he's still got some other pieces to trade. So he could even move up or get more picks if he wants. Yeah. I think, I think he's putting all the right people in the block. He just now needs people to actually offer. Yeah, and it's going to be an awkward period here for a little bit, but I think uh, activity will pick up once the pro days and the draft happens and people will start getting a better idea where mocks may start landing these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in to um, take two of the first rounds of the mock draft. Uh, so as a quick reminder, um, I'm going to be doing the evens picks. Uh, Max is going to be doing the odds by and large. Uh, the only spot where that will kind of change a bit is in the middle of the first round, just because I currently <coughs> own the sixth pick and I don't really want to give away my trade secrets. Hmm. So Max is going to pick, uh, do pick five and pick six, and I'm going to do pick seven and pick eight. And then we're going to go back to swapping back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, let's uh, get right down into it. Okay. Uh, Max playing as Seth is on the board at pick one. <laughs> All right. Um, not going to waste too much time on this. Everyone knows it's Lawrence. So just pencil him in there. Um, All right, but just, uh, yeah, just, just to speak on him. I mean, it's easy. Um, you have a huge glaring need for it. I mean, he's been the, the go-to guy all year in the Superflex league. Um, so hopefully the non-throwing shoulder surgery on his labrum goes well and um gets puts in a good spot and jacksonville and myers got the right weapons around him so yeah i mean not much to speak on it i mean he's a de facto number one and easy plug and play for you yeah i think you uh kind of got all that covered i'm not really gonna go much deeper into it either <laughs> yeah not much time to waste um... on it so uh with me with playing aaron for pick two um i'm gonna go justin fields uh so i'm i think uh kind of matching the current draft in the real nfl uh really it's the talk between zach wilson and justin fields for the top guy mm-hmm. um i think the big thing for me fantasy wise is i'm still not a super big believer in the jets and that's where zach wilson's getting mocked too um I really, not necessarily for this year, um, but I've been seeing a lot of mocks mocking fields to the Falcons. And I have more trust in the Falcons offense through the years than I do uh, the Jets. Um, Zach Wilson also just has a little bit of injury history that makes me a little nervous. Um, Predominantly uh, some shoulder stuff. Uh, And so I really, I like the ceiling for fields. And I do think Aaron is much more of a give me the ceiling kind of guy than necessarily uh, just like a solid player, like a high floor. I think Aaron likes his high ceilings more than his high floors. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's far off. Um, 
Yeah, I think I do think if Fields were to land with the Jets, based on how Aaron talked about it, from what I remember, like end of season, I think it would change his pick a bit. Um, I don't think he's too fond about him landing on the Jets. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I still, I still think he'd probably go Fields. Um, but I think it'd be a little bit more of a thought than otherwise. Um, but yeah, I think Fields is a good pick here. Cool. All right. So, um, Kyle's pick three now for Max. Yep. Um, and I, this is another easy one. QB is a huge need for Kyle. Uh, Rivers is retired. Newton is who knows. Um, <laughs> then he's got Dwayne Haskins and Gardner Minshew. So he needs desperately in talent infusion there. So, I'm going to give him Zach Wilson. Um, and if he does end up with the Jets, that's his team. So it's even more of a fun pick for him because that's part of the fun of dynasties, getting your guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's he's the draft darling right now, aside from Trevor Lawrence. So dude getting them, like, the most hype and soaring up draft boards. So I think he's got, like, really good playmaking ability, like, really good arm talent. Um and I don't know, maybe I'm just a little more fond of the Jets than you are, but like I think I think there is op- reason for optimism with some of the changes they made. Um, I think Salah is going to bring like a good energy to that team that desperately needs it. And they, I think they had some pretty decent draft picks last year uh, with Becton and Mims, at least, and even P. Ryan's pretty decent. Um so I think they have some guys to work with, and I think they also have cap room to play with. So they can go. I think they've been linked like Will Fuller and Juju, if they want. So they can go out and get whoever whoever quarterback they're going to have some weapons. And um, I mean, I I think the issue with them is more so the management. But I think Zach Wilson's a good pick for him to take a stab at here. And I think I don't think it's too much of a risk for how badly he needs a position. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a pretty good pick. Um, we're not doing trades with this draft, but uh, I think this would be one where I could, I would rather, if I was Kyle, try to trade out. Um, just because his team is in a way that I would rather have more assets, I think, than necessarily Zach Wilson. Mm. But, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad move either. I mean, if he could move back a few spots and still get a high capital guy and also get another pick if he wants, but yeah not a bad move all right so uh moving on to jordan's pick four this is actually going to be the first pick where i changed than the first time we did this (laughs) um mostly because of the trades that just went down uh i'm actually going to pencil in Najee harris here for jordan okay um i think max kind of hit the nail on the head uh when we were talking about the trades that jordan really has only one valid running back left (laughs) uh (laughs) Cause I just did like a quick scroll through of his team. He's got Josh Jacobs and then it's, I don't think we mentioned these. Uh, he's got Josh Jacobs, then bell, uh, Ingram, Howard and Gore. Yep. <laughs> and yep. that's actually it. He doesn't have anybody in his taxi squad. So. Nope. It, it, it's, it's pretty bad. He, and like, that's what that was. That's what made the Robinson move interesting to me. So I'm sure he's got the wheel turning over there, but, yeah, so I think um, 
I guess just for like reference, the first time around I put Jamar Chase in there for Jordan, but especially since he picked up Thielen and then traded away Robinson. Um, I think Harris is the best marriage of need and talent at this point for pick four. For him. Yeah, I mean, uh, it makes it makes too much sense. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't. The thing I'm trying like last year, I like the thing I know with Jordan. He's he's going to get his guy if he if there's someone he really wants. And so if he like becomes more enamored with Jamar Chase over the next like two months or so and if he does happen to land in philly like i don't think it matters that he has just one running back i think he'll find a deal to get other running backs in there and he'll take chase here that's true yeah so Um, i mean it's definitely a pick that could change yeah after the draft so i i think right now it's appropriate to put harris in there but like there's that's definitely i think that's definitely where like the most activity of like in terms of like changing of picks could happen like at the earliest in this draft so far yeah definitely um all right so pick five which is currently shane's pick yeah so um i think this is the first one i'm changing too because the i think in the first mock i had shane taking Najee harris you did so Uh, you're welcome yeah thank you um so i think shane takes the next uh, running back, like next next top running back, and it's really up to him who he thinks that's going to be. But I think at this point, um, I'm going to pencil in ETN here. I think he's the bigger name, um, although I think he's getting competition from Javante Williams soaring up here too. But I'm going to put put in ETN. Um, I mean, he could. Uh, prototypical like three down back he can handle the pass game he can pass protect he's got awesome athleticism so I think Shane just needs to keep bolstering that running back depth um and I think this is the the guy to do it for him yeah I think that's a totally fair uh pick and read. it is interesting how we've gone through the first five picks and no wide receiver has been taken especially like one of the Cowboys <sighs> Jamar Chase I but I mean I think that's just like <laughs> that's just the change to two quarterback right yeah it absolutely is like if this wasn't two quarterback the top three picks would be completely different and jamar chase would definitely be a top three pick yeah yeah there would be like you wouldn't see lawrence fields and wilson until i mean you wouldn't see lawrence until at the very earliest maybe 110 mm-hmm. like because just because of the name but um yeah it's but the the change to two quarterback and the increase in IDP completely changes the draft construction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so then we're going back to you for pick six. Right, since that's it's mine. Me again. Right to you. Right, right, right. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, this is where it got different, too. I think I penciled in ETN for you here before. Uh, yeah. Yep, ETN yeah. was originally for me. So because right, right now you got Chubb, Robinson. And I still think you have some pretty big need there, and it's oh god, the value of receiver here is just stupid. Mm-hmm. But like you already hit the nail on the head with Jefferson and Godwin, and oh this 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 could this could be a very juicy trade bait pick if you really wanted to um because there's so many options to go here 
and I'm going to say you don't get something you like, and I think you're going to you're going to tell me what you're going to do right now and save me. No. <laughs> um I'm going to give I'm going to give you something that's coming <laughs> soon. <laughs> As soon as we get our sponsors, we'll fill this dead air time with our sponsorship commercials. Yeah. I think I'm going to give you Javante Williams here. I still think. Interesting. Yeah. I think I'm banking on. I, 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 dude, I keep seeing him everywhere on Twitter right now. Like, I'm trying to think of who to compare him to from last year, who was just like the darling on Twitter too. But, um, I mean, I seriously think there's consi- like there's people making trying to make legitimate cases for him being RB one of this draft. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, like he's he quite like quietly just like built up a super good season and then like really picked up steam and name recognition towards the end. Um, I think he had like by far the um, the most like yards after contact. I think he was right up there and like forced missed tackles. Um, I mean, and like you just watch some tape, and he's got great bursts. Like, dude, he, he dude thrives on like um, going through contact. Like, he can pass catch, he can pass block. Like, I, he's everything you want as long as he tests fine. I think he's gonna soar up the boards and land on a friendly or like a running back friendly team. Um, so, because and I think the other part that makes me want to put him to you here is. I think there's like a pretty steep drop off this year with running backs. Um, and I think Liv Williams is like represents the end of the, like that upper tier that you're going to feel like pretty like comfortable with. Um, so I think with like the other capital that you still have to work on um, and the other picks that you already hit on from last year and the year before, I think you can afford to, buy in on the hype here and not miss out on much with the other skill position players you already have. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to comment <laughs> beyond interesting. Yep. We'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, so I've got the next two and I think it's actually very easy now. Uh, <laughs> Aaron is going to go happily running away with Jamar chase at pick yeah. seven in the draft, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but here we are. Um, I mean, Jamar Chase has been a stud for as long as he's been at LSU. Uh, other than like last season, just because he was injured. Um, yeah, and I don't see. I don't think Aaron will even spend five minutes thinking about this before taking <laughs> Jamar Chase at pick seven. I definitely think he tries to trade it if he can. Sure. I mean, I. This I is be becomes surprised. a. Yeah. This becomes a very popular trade area. Yeah, especially like if Jamar Chase is available in the second half, I think there will definitely be people calling. Yeah, to try to get him. Stupid. I, yeah, I don't. But unless he's overwhelmed, I don't think he hesitates and takes that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then for pick eight, I think you then relatively easily uh, run away with Devonte Smith. Woo woo. Um, I had wide receiver as a need for you when we did it, our team needs. Uh, and being able to walk away with the second highest ranked wide receiver right now, all the way at pick eight, uh, makes you a really happy boy. 
Yes, that would make me a very happy boy. So, yeah, I think both those are just two easy picks that don't really need a ton of explanation with the way the draft is currently going. Oh, if he landed with like the Giants too, it'd be make me so happy. <laughs> make watching Giants games a little more enjoyable. Yeah, poor. Uh... Oh, we don't have a Giants fan anymore, do we? Yeah, we do. It's Michael. Oh, Michael still is. That's right. Yeah. 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 I was just like, I knew Chris was, and I forgot if like <laughs> I was just mixing that up or not. That's right. No, I mean I'm purely watching for Saquon, but True. it's nice to see them get some offensive help so they don't sell out on him. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I guess to you now for uh, Thomas at pick nine. So this one will carry over from the original uh, recording. Um. I think. Thomas gets a really good pick here and he gets to add his crazy two man quarterback room and he um, gets Trey Lance here. Um, as I mean, I think he's pretty easily going to be at the bare minimum top 15 pick. I think um, I don't think he makes it outside there. Um, I think he, I mean, he can sit on Mahomes forever and never have to move him. And he's got some time left with Rodgers. So he gets to take a gamble with Trey Lance here and see if that athleticism and gameplay um, ability, I can't think of the word there, um, translates. So I think it's a great pick for him to hit a huge need because you need more than two. Yeah, I totally agree. And like, I think he's the best team to be able to take that shot because he's mm-hmm. so set like only having two qbs but being so set yeah. at those two qbs it's hard to beat those two qbs yeah and then so then you get to pick the guy that has potentially the highest ceiling in the draft and yeah. it's not the biggest deal if he flames out at least this yeah. year no no yeah i think it's a super great pick for to um shane now uh pick 10 is interesting um so the first time we did this, um, we uh, what's his name? Pitts was also already off the board uh, mm-hmm. when it got to Shane at pick ten. Um, and I know Shane kind of disagreed with us, uh, or I guess me about having tight end as a need for his team, but I think being able to pick Pitts here is super duper tempting, mm-hmm. um, for Shane because like. What better player to back up Kittle than the guy that's already being hailed as like one of the best tight ends to enter the league? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's very much a uh, yeah. I mean, like, because at worst, if Kittle's starting all the time, you just throw Pitts in at flex, and he's probably still getting you tons of points. Yeah, um, I mean, and I mean, worst worst case, I'm sure somebody will trade for Pitts if Shane's like, "Hey, Pitts is on the block." Oh yeah, hundred percent. And like, I dude, the Pitts hype is getting crazy. Like, I've seen people locking him in. Like, the moment he's drafted, he's tight end four or five for Dynasty already. Yeah. And like, there's and they're saying like, there's like not many scenarios where he wouldn't be that. Like, if I mean, I don't know why they would do it, but like, if he felt like fell to a team like Kansas City, it's not going to happen. But like, obviously, playing behind a guy like Kelsey would limit that but like still like even like in a situation if he was in san francisco um and you just put him in a slot and he can run pretty much anything in the route tree from what i gathered um and this contested catch rate's stupid so like 
yeah, he's the next big thing, apparently. So I think it'd be a huge get for Shane, and especially if Kittle can't get past his injury woes. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's our first round. Um, I asked just as a quick summary, just to kind of like rattle them off really quick. Uh, in order from 1 to 10, we had Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, which will probably be the most discussed pick of this first round. Uh, Jamar Chase, <laughs> Devontae Smith, Trey Lance, and Kyle Pitts. Okay. All right. Um, I'm ready for the controversy. Yeah. Kind of funny because uh, we were talking how the first round that will never be released. I was creating all the controversy. <laughs> Although my controversy came in the second round, so I still I have, oh, a, yeah. I have a chance to bring it in still. <laughs> I, oh, man. There were some good ones in that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Um, All right, so yeah, on to you as me for uh, starting off the second round. Mm-hmm. So, 2-1, Mr. Seth is up again. Um, at this point, you've already gotten Trevor Lawrence and Javante Williams, um, two locked-in easy picks to make, um, especially Williams. <laughs> but, <laughs> um there's still just stupid value here at this point. And I think there's a bunch of ways you could go. Um, I mean, the only quarterback in this range worth talking about is maybe Mac Jones. Um, but I still think that there's some other very tantalizing talent out there that I don't think you can pass on. I think the way the rest of the first round fell is still a gift to you. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to put you in for Jalen Waddle here. Um, I don't think it hurts to have too many of good, too many good players in one position. Um, and I, I just think it's the value is just too good, man. I mean, you're talking like before the season started, who was seen as the wide receiver one and the unfortunate ankle injury happened. And I mean, if you just watch the film, this dude's super electric. So if he like checks boxes with his health and everything lands in the right scenario, uh, plenty of teams where he could walk into great volume. You've just came out with the QB one, what could be end up being the wide receiver one at the top of the second, and then some running back depth to help you. And I mean, you have a crazy amount of depth at the receiver position to build off of and play around with whatever you want. So I'm going to lock it in there. I don't know what you're going to do, but that's my pick. Um, <laughs> I will, all I'll say is Jalen Waddle has been getting mocked to the Patriots quite a bit. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. That's, that's 101 there. If that happens. Uh, I would probably just have to, honestly, I'd just have to quit Dynasty after I did uh, that. Man, do you, do you want... <laughs> do, you, do you want him on the Patriots know. as I that like, first pick? Would you I really want them don't to know do what that? Because, or... like, I'm fine with it because I want them to be bad this year to get, like, a high pick next year to go for a quarterback. Um, I don't know. He's, like, I, I don't see him as being, like, a true number one. I've seen some people drawing comparisons to, like, Henry Ruggs, and that kind of makes me a little nervous. Um. He seems like the take the top off kind of guy, from what I understand. I don't See, know if he's I, really I, number one caliber. So, 
I've heard the same thing too. And then I've, I've also read things of how they're actually different. I think, I think Waddle is the more complete receiver of the two. Like I think they, I think they both have the same game breaking speed, but like, I think I've, at least from like the clips I've seen people post and stuff, I've seen more scenarios of like Waddle able to make catches in traffic or like get win jump balls. And where I feel like most of the tape you saw with rugs, you saw there's like, every once in a while, but it's just mostly just run a go route and we'll get the ball to you. And you saw a lot of that with Waddle too, but I feel like, I feel like the hands are a little more reliable with Waddle. And I don't think he, uh, I think he has more dimensions. Um, his but game just it's from also a known fact that any wide receiver Belichick takes in the first round becomes bad. So... <laughs> See, that's what um, I was getting to. I was like, do you no, really want I him? I think, uh, which would be a great transition into my pick, too, for Jordan, um, that the versatility mm-hmm. of Parsons for linebacker, if he is there, Belichick will take. Um, and Jordan will also take a pick, too. Uh, mm-hmm. That's who I'm penciling in uh, for Jordan, the second yeah. round. Um, I think, yeah. Uh, I think Jordan will tease so this to Max. Be like, hey, Max, so I'm going to take Micah Parsons at pick two if you don't trade for it. He absolutely will. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, Jordan likes to be the whole, yeah. like, PA kind of guy thing. Because, um, you know, Penn State's one of his favorite college teams. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but I think um, <laughs> Jordan doesn't have, when I was just looking really quick, trying to remember, I didn't have linebacker as one of his team needs just because he has, like, a ton of depth there. But he doesn't have a guy other than maybe Deion Jones, although Barrett kind of broke out in the playoffs. Um, but still, you need three solid ones, and I don't think he has three solid ones. Yeah, and so see, I- being able to take the guy that is considered the number one linebacker in the draft this year, uh, I think is totally fair and a great opportunity to do at the second pick of round two. Yeah. I don't think – yeah, I – Completely agree. The thing that worries me with Barrett, like I think Jones is fine. I think you're comfortable like plugging in and playing him. I, I don't think the production was as I'm just taking a look here. Uh, it's still pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, Jones is a lock it, lock it in type of guy. Don't have to worry about. The thing with Barrett, like he he's like been explosive, but like it's the, like it's those players that are so sure. dependent on sacks to get their points for you. Um, so like he's a, he's a linebacker like by designation, but like the tackle volume is not that high. So like you're, I don't know, that makes me a little nervous. And I think like he could definitely use someone that's going to profile as like, like around like a ball hawk type of linebacker, like see ball, get ball. Um, so I think wherever Parsons goes, I actually saw him today. Um, Brian McFadden mocked him to the Cowboys. Um, yeah, so like it's just the thing they're saying with him, it's just like, where do you play him? Because he's like graded as one of the best uh run stopping linebackers PFF has graded, like that's his strength. But he's also like came into college as a pass rusher as the edge. But Franklin told him, like, we're gonna play you at middle linebacker and you have a chance to start right away. Um, but I mean, he only played, started one game his freshman yeah. year, but still led the team in tackles by the end of the year. So like, he's only played linebacker truly 
starting full-time at one year. So like he's the ceiling is so much higher for him. And I don't think there's many players that come out like Parsons every year. So I think it's a fantastic yeah, like, gift for Jordan and someone who can play right away. In New England, um, I could see him absolutely being that Jamie Collins role. And Jamie Collins got stupid amount of points if we were doing IDP mm-hmm. when he was on the Patriots. Uh, yeah, so he did. I think, yeah. I think that's, an, that's a good get yeah. for Jordan there. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be interesting, too, is, like, the character concerns coming around yeah, I Parsons mean, I think, and Belichick's locker room. Too, like, um, I think the Patriots are probably a good place to try to help him with that kind of thing. Um. Granted, we've had a lot of uh, yeah, not a lot. We've had one very famous murderer to come <laughs> to come out of the locker room. Uh, but that's not really on us. <laughs> at least started it. I still yeah. love the rumor that we tried out. Uh, oh, what's the oh. name? Uh, Tebow, because apparently Tebow kept uh, Hernandez in check at Florida. Yeah, that that rumor went around when Tebow was like oh on the gosh. Patriots for a second. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, all right, on to uh, Kyle for pick three. Yeah. So Kyle's up. I have. Oh man. So I I have quarterback, running back, and DL listed for him as team needs when we did that. Um, I'm looking through running backs now. Like like I mentioned before, I think there is a bit of a teardrop. So. <clears throat> after etn williams and harris i don't think there's a guy worth taking here with compared to some other guys that are still available like you could depending on how he tests out and stuff you could look at chuba hubbard or um i mean it's trey sermon but i think there's you're leaving a little bit too much on the board honestly i really don't think it's a bad idea for him to look at mac jones here like he he desperately needs the QB help. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to give him two quarterbacks right off the board. Um, and I mean, I, I, I just don't know what's going to happen with this team and quarterbacks. Like rivers is caught. Newton could land a gig somewhere, but like if, if last year shows anything, he's mm-hmm. not who he used to be. And Haskins is a backup or like our reclamation project for Pittsburgh and Minshew is going to be a backup. So he doesn't have anybody. So like these could be like, especially if Jones walks into a starting situation, you got two starters right away to plug and play. So I think that's a pretty decent scenario for Kyle and hopefully he can either trade some guys, get some more picks or keep getting as much talent. He can, because he's got um, some pretty good I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's at least, I guess it can only really be one team that goes uh, double quarterback this draft. Um, and yeah, it's, Mac is interesting. I feel like, I don't know, it's it almost seems like the big arm is becoming like the trendy thing to do. And like I feel like it's the biggest knock against Jones is the lack of a big arm. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I think, I still, th- I'm... I don't want to call him a bust yet. I mean, granted, he had some great wide receivers, but uh, I don't know. He was still really accurate. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, his pocket passing was great. And the one thing I've seen like some people call out about him is um, I mean, depending on the system he lands in, is like just if his conditioning can keep up. Because people were just like reading so far in to um like the one locker room picture that came out with him with his like shirt off or something, and he's like, This guy's a D1 quarterback in Alabama. It's just like did not like he was built like an athlete, but um, I, uh, you can take that however you want, but I, I don't know. I mean, there is the whole stigma about yeah. Alabama quarterbacks too. So, not like I mean, we still have plenty to see with two. Well, and like, to be fair, I mean, I think like that really worked out that you well. can't really consider Jalen Hurts an OU quarterback. Uh, I would I would consider Hurts an Alabama one. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, oh yeah, I, I guess think, it's like I think not Alabama all right on two of his shoulders right now to prove him wrong. There's at least hurts out there too. Right. Sure. Right, and even even still, there's questions about hurts. So like, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, I think, is a completely different quarterback than those two. I think he's got a different skill set. Um, mm-hmm. But he may be the better passer between all three completely. But um, do you, you see the? I saw an update the other day that they asked Devontae Smith, like which quarterback he preferred to play with in the NFL. Is oh, no, I didn't hear that. That's actually really Jones over to a... Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's – unless Jones takes a drop into like mm. the second round, I don't think there's a chance to really play in the um, All right, so uh, here comes a uh, different – so the first time we did this, this was a Jordan pick, but now it'll be Michael picking at 2-4. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he already said actually that that pick yep. is up to trade because he's trying to move back into the first round. So um, let's assume he didn't get that trade to happen. Yeah. Um, so I have. Uh, it's funny because I haven't had to think about him yet. Um, I had his team needs being running back, tight end, and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like you said, there's. I feel like I agree that there's definitely a teardrop after those first three guys that went in the first round. Um, so I don't think it's really worth it for him to go running back here. Um, I think he's going to go wide receiver. And I think at this point, it's probably uh, Rashad Bate. Um, I know he's been. Yep. Uh, good pick. I think, I, I think he's like for sure out of being one of the top three, but I've heard him mentioned in the circles at least before. Um, and so I think, I think it's going to be him there if it is a wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I mean I think it's crazy just seeing this late in the round because like preseason and everything he had the early claim mm-hmm. to being like wide receiver one for the class too. It's like that's that's what's just stupid about this whole wide receiver class is you can get guys that could legitimately be num- the number one receiver like this late in the draft. But, um, I mean, Bateman's got everything you want, like size, speed, route tree. Like, trust me, I saw him plenty when he they played Penn State and super talented uh, receiver. Um, so, I mean, I think for Michael at this point, it's just getting – I think you just need talent. So, I think he could take whoever he considers yeah, the best player available here and come away with a good has- pick. Uh, shot at being that best player available. Um. All right. So Shane for two five, mm-hmm. which is going to be interesting because Matt 
Jacks gave him a tight end last time, but this time he's already got Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yeah. I think I had him taking Frymuth at this point. Um, so a couple interesting things on the board still. Um, Kyle Trask is out there. He's probably the only other notable quarterback and. Depending landing scenario, maybe he could sneak his way up into the second, but at this point, I'm not going to write him in. Um, so I think Shane takes a look around. I mean, he's already come, came out with ETN and Pitts, um, so I think he's going to be able to snag the next best available guy here <laughs> and just criminally two. I was wondering if we're going to let Jamie get that. I think he's going to get Rondell Moore. <laughs> um, no, man. If, I mean, if he, if I, if I didn't assign him to Shane here, I'd maybe look at Jamie. I was going to be nice up to you. To decide. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, I, I know Shane loves his wide receivers, so and he's already probably got the best group in the league. So, assuming that he doesn't <clears throat> get to move any of these picks, I think he just adds to his crazy receiver room and sees where Rondell Moore, because, I mean, again, another dude you could have thought coming in this year that could be the number one receiver, had some injury problems, um, absolute freak athlete, like came in freshman year squatting 600 pounds. That just makes no sense to me. Um, but I think yeah, Shane I just think gets another I mean, Shane, steal here. This whole draft so far has just been going value, and it's been incredible for him as the winner of the league. Yeah. That's yeah. how yeah, that's how it was when we did um, the yeah, first it's like, round, too. You literally just like can't go wrong as Shane just picking things. That's just like top of the board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of wiggle room. All right, room. so uh, I've got you next. And it's... Uh, oh, this is where I made one of my first... Uh, last time. Oh, you can't... <laughs> yeah. I, yes, um, this is your second very questionable pick. Because I don't know if I'm going to do it again. Um. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So the interesting thing is, in the first one, I had you getting Kyle Pitts. Um, and the question is for me now is, I'm not sure if I think Fryermuth is worth it for you here. Um. See, that's the thing, though. You love your Penn State boys. Oh, is he? Um. But. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I think, right and for me, it was more that Pitts is just supposedly such a freak talent. That was much more of a, uh, best player available thing at pick eight mm-hmm. rather than like a team need kind of situation. Um, right. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to go this time. I'm going to go wide receiver actually purely because I'm looking at a, the current CBS mm-hmm. mock draft. Um, and they have a guy named Elijah Moore, uh, going to the Colts. Um, at okay. towards the end of round one, um, which I Ooh. think is, especially with Wentz going there, um, I think that's a really interesting pick. Um, I think we talked, we said before, I think Hilton's a free agent this year, or is he still signed? Yeah. Yeah, he's testing the market last time. Yeah, so if he leaves, that's Paris Campbell, um, Pittman, and then uh, Pittman, Elijah Moore. Oh, that's right, Pascal. But I, I think, 
Pascal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, you take it how you want, but yeah, for sure. And it sounds like I guess interesting receiving room. The very little I know of this Elijah Moore guys, he seems um, more of like a field spacer, which I don't think those other guys are necessarily like a burner type deep threat. The little bit I've heard about this guy yeah. is he's supposed to be a monster in the slot. Um, and if, and then, hey, I mean, coming from Ole Miss, they've been producing pretty well lately at that position. They yeah, put out, they I just mean, put out DK um, and AJ Brown. So who knows? I think, like, I think every quarterback, especially if you're new to a system, needs a really great underneath slot type guy. And so if that's really what Elijah Moore is projecting to be, and if it gets to the Colts, I think that's a super solid get for at least like a high floor type position for, which I think for you is good because I mean you're shooting for a championship, so. I don't think you're necessarily, especially not in the first round, you're not necessarily looking for that um, super high talent guy. And so a high floor guy would be pretty great for you. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Interesting is the word of the night. Yeah. I wish we had like, like a little sound. We like a, just hit the button like gone just or something. Maybe that's what I can get. You, you can get yeah, I have a fancy keep getting all now. the fancy mic stuff. I'll if get you can't tell by the sound of my dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've been getting on to do this with Seth, he has a new piece of equipment and showing his camera. It's been a really fun game. <laughs> um, okay, I like it. I like the the change. Um, I was depressed because he thinks so. It now we have Mister Pendleton up. <laughs> this is the first time his name's coming up. Yeah, last time is an easy pick. Uh, the I think you know what I think. Uh, I think. Uh, man, I was gonna say if it was me picking more, this would have been a really oh, funny nice. swap. Uh, <laughs> because I'm going to pencil in for our youth for him here. Oh, uh, yeah, because that would been really funny how we just flip flopped. Um, Jamie's been True. trying like hell to lock down that tight end position, and I mean I. I think the the pit type and everything is great and all for him. And I think it just like pushes the value for Frymuth up a lot more because I mean Frymuth just had some he decided to come back this year and had some bad breaks with injuries. But I mean he's a, a red zone monster, um great size. What's gonna keep him on the field is his He's able to run block, which is huge because that's what you've seen like rookie tight ends. Like there's always the they take so long to develop, but like a lot of that's because some of them don't know how to block. Um, so it takes a while for him to get on the field to do that. But I think this is huge for Jamie to get um a really solid tight end here. Um, who knows what's gonna happen with Gronk? And I'm looking at his roster now. And mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. Dalton Keen, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you've heard as a Patriots fan, but never heard of him. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Jimmy Graham. And I, he does have, I think, yeah, he's Cole Komet, which a lot of people seem to be pretty big on um, and OJ Howard. So he's been trying. So I think he gets a, I think he gets a good pick here um, and he can see what happens. Maybe he can get another year out of Gronk or one of these other guys can at least be a decent contributor. But um, I think this represents a good, mesh between team need and like a pretty sustainable floor and like yeah, higher ceiling solid. so um all right so for jordan's uh now second pick of the 
second round, so he traded away his other one to Michael. Um, I'm actually going to keep the same pick that I did last time for him, and I'm going to go Michael Carter here. Um, I think I think end of second round is totally fair point okay. to break into the uh, second tier of running backs, I guess. Um, and kind of it's kind of interesting, I guess, to, to consider <clears throat> Michael Carter there, just because him and Williams were like the dynamic duo at UNC. Um, I haven't done enough looking really to know why Williams is considered mm. the better one than Carter. Um, just because I think they were both thousand yard, if, or I guess two thousand yard rushers. Um, they were. I know, yeah. like, because they were both all I pro. I don't know um, actually. All pro. Uh, all, all American. I did this. This is literally the. I think this is the exact same this point same thing as, as last time too, <laughs> where I made that mistake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. So yeah, I mean, That's I don't. Remarkable. I don't know why. Um. Okay. So yeah, actually Carter had more rushing yards. They pretty much split like Williams was at one fifty seven at times, Carter's at one fifty six, and Williams had eleven forty in rushing, Carter had twelve forty five. And they both both had twenty five receptions and Williams had three hundred five. Uh Carter had two sixty seven. I mean the difference the big difference as a rusher at least is wow. Carter had nine touchdowns and Williams had 19. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's the 10 yeah. touchdown difference that's boosting him up a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I didn't follow you and see that much to know why he's getting all the love. Yeah. But I mean, that uh, means that can be Carter a, uh, great value here. Highlight too. where Michael Carter hurdles a guy and follows that up with by just absolutely annihilating a defensive back. Um, so he's now my number one running back just in general. Uh, but i think um (laughs) jordan got harris which i think is a great value in this for having one running back but even with harris he now has exactly two running backs (laughs) um so uh especially since we're not really considering trades i think this is a great point for him to get that third and really try to round out his running back uh room um and i mean like as you just kind of round out the stats between him and williams uh Tight ends are, or not tight ends, uh, touchdowns are a super streaky thing. Um, so like that being the major difference between the two of them, especially not yeah. having gone through like a combine or pro day to see their stats at all. Um, I think it's totally a fair spot right now to be looking for a Michael Carter type player. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's to you with uh, TO's 2.9. Yep. So first round, we gave T.O. Trey Lance, gave him that third quarterback. Um, So I had quarterback depth, defensive back, and wide receiver depth listed for him. Um, I also think I remember seeing when looking through his team that running back could raise some concern maybe. I don't know. I I feel like he could benefit the – maybe get rid of some guys and replace them with some more serviceable guys. So I think there's a pretty close break between the two, um, which makes this pick hard. I think, I think I'm going to give him, I'll, I'll, I'll say he falls all the way down to here. And I think Tio takes the gamble 
and I'm going to give him Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, um, I, it's close. I almost went with Gainwell and just gave him like two Memphis running backs with him and Gibson. Um, but I'm going to give him Chuba Hubbard here. Um, hopefully he can like test well and because I know he was out to a slow start this year and then I think he uh, withdrew from the season. So I, I think there's there's plenty in him that people saw last year that had them like in like the first round of rookie mocks and everything. So I think there's optimism for him to be a valuable fantasy asset in the NFL um, and landing spots going to be a huge factor in that and see how he tests and everything and make sure he can like land in a good scenario. But um, it gets murky here. This is where the draft becomes a lot harder. So I'm just going to, Try and give him a dart throw with Chuba Hubbard right, yeah, and like see it. if he can uh, strike I mean, gold. He is, he's not an OU guy, but he's an Oklahoma guy. So maybe that'll make T.O. a little more interested in taking him. <laughs> um, yep. All right, so to finish out the second round, yeah. I have quite the surprise pick. So um, when we had Shane on. Oh, uh, no. You and him had a little bit of discussion about if defensive line's really a need for him or not. Um. And as I was looking at some mock drafts, I realized that there is a player that over the past two or three days has been quickly rising up people's big boards to the point where uh, Fan Nation a day ago said, is this guy the top defender in the draft? Um, he, I'm not going to say his name yet. Uh, what? He, uh, it looks like he's going to be coming out <laughs> into the draft as a linebacker, but he was a pass rushing specialist for Georgia. And so I think he might get one of those faded du- double designations as a oh, linebacker DL guy. And I know Shane about. loves those. Uh, mm-hmm. Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia is who yeah. I'm going to go for the end of the second round. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from what I I've like just been it. reading about him, he seems like he's just a total physical freak. Um, absolutely kills it at the pass rushing. But I guess a lot of people are saying that from his athleticism and especially depending on how his combine goes, he could definitely develop into somebody that can also do a little bit of coverage. Um, but I mean, if he gets that double designation, uh, I don't see why not. You take a shot at him, especially in Shane's position. Who's like, I mean, Shane's <laughs> in this draft. Shane has ETN pits and more. I think he could absolutely take some random shot like this and not like feel the pain <laughs> all that strongly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it gets especially where it gets murky like this. I know I I didn't really know who this guy was until I watched I was watching Georgia's bowl game this year. I think they played I want to say they played Florida. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But um we played or is Florida. that OU that played Florida? Yeah. Whoever they played, dude, like I tuned in late to this game, but the little bit that I did watch, I just kept seeing number 13 in red, like smoking this left tackle. And like, it wasn't even close. And this dude that was in like, had like three tackles for loss in a matter of minutes. Like it was stupid. Um, this, yeah, I've seen this guy climbing up draft boards a lot lately. And the one bit I'm reading right now is this would be a great scenario for him to land in mm. is of like, there's rumors of him falling to the Titans and the Titans have been desperately trying to find some pass rush. And like they took the chance with Clowney and that didn't really pan out well, but like they've been trying to establish some pass because I think they've been mm-hmm. consistently bombing the league and like uh, sacks um, by the end of the season. But like, 
Yeah, especially if he gets if he has an edge rushing ability and if he comes off as a linebacker and gets a dual designation, I mean, hey, what the hell? I mean, Shane can take a dart throw if he really feels strongly about them. So yeah, this, so I guess really to get like really crazy, the latest uh, CBS Sports mock draft has him going as the first defender off the board to the Lions. So he's like quickly rising up big boards and mock wow. drafts and stuff. So I think he's definitely going to be one of those guys to keep an eye on as we enter wow, combine okay. and draft period. Uh, right. So that'll that'll be my little That's surprise nuts. nugget for uh, our mock draft. Uh, point one point oh. Yeah, <laughs> and the good nuggets. Love nuggets. Uh, all right. So as a quick recap. Uh, for picks <laughs> one through ten in the second round, we have Jalen Waddle, Micah Parsons, Mac Jones, Rashad Bateman, Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore, uh, Pat Frymuth, Michael Carter, Chuba Hubbard, and Aziz Ojolari. Um, that's a fun one. Uh, yeah, I think it's because like I was a little practiced and actually had looked at the players the this time one. ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> it's. Man, this is such an interesting looking <laughs> board we have so far. I mean, Chase not off until pick seven. Uh, yeah, two it's... defensive players. Oh, man, see, I still think there might be more defensive players than just two. We'll see. I guess I'm surprised at. Sorry, go ahead. I don't know. I think I. No, I know. I think you're right. I was gonna say like I think. I think Parsons is a lock for the first two rounds. I don't know where he goes, but somewhere in his two rounds, I think he goes. And then I think we maybe get one more line, like either linebacker or edge players. Okay. Someone may fall in love with, yeah, I, but I, I think guess two is the maximum. I'm not sure if we see five running backs gone in the first two rounds. That's probably where like I could see replacing, like replacing some of them, um, moving <laughs> like some of the wide receivers around, maybe up earlier and then adding in another defensive player or two. Yeah, I mean, we there's still some names on the board too. Like I'm looking at a mock draft right now, and this is a 12 team mock draft, so like the separation's a little different. Okay. So like 203 in this mock draft is really 205 for us, and <clears throat> it has Amon Amon Ross <laughs> St. Brown. I'm gonna say his name like that. I don't know if it's right, but um, so that's like an early guy they have mocked, and Terrence Marshall is right behind him, and Kyle Trask like. Those are three guys that are still on the board, and we're going well, to the third guess, round. Um, and like Kenneth uh, Gainwell, Tony Wallace from Florida, Tracer. Yeah, that's a that's the other big riser too. A lot of people are saying like you've just like it's just mm -hmm. one of those. He's got that like gadgety type of athleticism where it's just make yeah kind of makes no uh, sense how he moves like that on which the is field. a cbs sports one which they're kind of crazy anyways uh they have him mocked to the washington football team so like him and mclaurin mm -hmm. across from each other would be interesting <clears throat> see like <laughs> that blows my mind i i think they did they absolutely need a receiver opposite of mclaurin but they so desperately need a quarterback. I don't know how they don't come out of the first, unless they sign one in free agency. Well, I think it's like I think I don't it's know how they don't come out of the draft with the their pick. Most people are looking at. I don't know because like Mac Jones could definitely go higher than them, but it has to be Mike Jones or Kyle Trask. And I guess the question <clears> is, how much do they want one of those players? Yeah. 
the interesting thing I saw today is um, as a potential candidate mm. uh, is Cam Newton. Um, um, oh, that's the reasoning behind that is like Rivera's there. Um, so there's a strong connection there. But they also showed there's like at least like three or four other coaches on the staff that were with Newton and Carolina too. So like if there is a strong belief that like Newton still does have like a lot of high playing ability left in him, that could be super interesting because like there's like, this is, I don't know if it wasn't for like Dan Snyder being there, it's hard. I would say it's like a really attractive like destination because like they just made it to the playoffs. Like obviously not dumpster fire of a division, but like they have like a super great looking defense and Gibson mm-hmm. McLaurin, Logan Thomas even looks like a great tight end. Like, and a decent line. Yeah, so like, I mean, they have pieces. They just need someone to help run like the ship. Only a quarterback away from making a splash. Um, I'm interested to see what they do. Um, yeah. I'm mean, really interested to see what their name's going to be. <laughs> no, I didn't. They have a website. Yeah, did you see the website they started? They start. Yeah, they started a website. Oh, I forget man. the names. They started a website that takes suggestions. Are they showing any of the suggestions? <laughs> I think I don't I don't know. Oh, here it is. Washingtonjourney.com. Uh, uh for everybody that hasn't uh tried that yet. Yeah, that's it. Future of Wash interesting. So the fe- so the site says the future of Washington football arrives in 2022. So we might actually go through two seasons with the Washington football team as the name. <laughs> yeah the, the they have a whole video for this thing new name new era are they even gonna like they're not even gonna have a name oh my gosh uh oh wait or will they hold on what is this are you gonna give me a name or is this just all the stupid stuff to like not give me the name yeah conversation continues i don't oh, there's care. like fan art just give me the too. name that's a pretty cool helmet design <laughs> there's a submission <laughs> called rhinos and it looks like it's from a, a little kid and <laughs> it's, it's it's a this <laughs> is you gotta check this out it's just like a handwritten letter <laughs> from a little kid it says dear the washington football team i would like <laughs> to recommend that your team become the washington rhinos i believe this would be a good name because oh, rhinos are fierce ferocious and powerful creatures feared by all you can eat you can even use these as your oh, logo slash mascot. That's actually that that bottom picture is actually kind of cool. Yeah. That's not really a uh, rhino though. That's like a rhino pig hybrid. Washington Justice. I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> That's kind of cool though. Uh, Washington Agents. I'm kind of into that. The <laughs> the Washington Pythons. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so they got. It, oh, this is absolutely going to be some like interns homework or something or like yeah i was gonna say i know we want to do like the only podcast maybe we should do an episode where we just do a ranking of our favorite washington football team name suggestions from this <laughs> that could be a fun one yeah, yeah get some time to accumulate because i think this just went a couple up, of like, red tails week. and red wolves yeah the washington seals yeah like, you heard those Navy ones seals. before 
<laughs> yeah, so if any, if you guys get anything from this episode, yeah. maybe <laughs> there's you get a guy who's site, literally his Washington pitch teams. is just keeping Washington football team. He says it's a clean, classic design <laughs> hey, and he made future. His pitch. Not the future and future. In the future. Uh, all right. So yeah, uh, first two rounds are done. Um, I'm going to, I'll along with the episode, I'll post kind of just like a quick screenshot, um, so everybody can just take a look at it, um, and think about it, ruminate on it, uh, <laughs> plan out how they want to complain about their picks. Um, and then next episode mm-hmm. we'll do rounds three through four. Um, I don't think it'll necessarily take us as long, or at least. It'll probably take us even longer in terms of actually doing it, uh, but it probably won't make up much for a much longer episode because I doubt we'll have super deep insights yeah. into some of these later picks. Yeah, so yeah. there's a... Um, uh, who knows? Who knows? I'll, I'll say there's an opportunity for maybe to have like a guest on for that episode, maybe talk about their stuff in the first two rounds and give us a review. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we're good for this week. Yeah, sorry for the delay. Uh, yeah, I had some technical published. difficulties. Well, I had some storm difficulties <laughs> last week. Uh, all the other Oklahoma boys will understand. Yeah. Um, then had uh, some actual technical difficulties with my new microphone setup. Uh, but better late than never. All right, well, Max? Yeah, definitely. That's football, everybody. That's Bye football. Good night. Yeah, it's football. <laughs>